spoiling is happening here tonight. We're going to spoil your pants off. Oh. <laughs> Catholic Nerds Podcast, your Max Imhoff source for <laughs> quality Catholic nerdery. This is Scott, Obi. Mary Reed, Cody Reed, and special guest, <laughs> Eric Dumont. <laughs> At what point has yeah. a guest moved in? Really? Yeah. <laughs> Basically, just a am I Am I a guest or am I? Uh, I don't know anymore. You want to you want to <laughs> guess if you're a guest? Dun, a permanent fixture. <laughs> so first off today, massive spoiler alert: we are going to be talking all about WandaVision. WandaVision is the main thing, but to talk about WandaVision, you know, we're going to be spoiling Endgame, Infinity War, possibly with some fan theories, the future Everything. of the Marvel Everything. Cinematic Universe. So, you know, just going in, know that spoiling is happening here tonight. We're going to spoil your pants off. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. So, um, let's, let's just go around, like, maybe initial impressions, uh, main idea with WandaVision, what you're, what's about to pop out of your skull and explode your brains okay so i just want to say that like it, no like uber theories just yet right I, we'll get to that later in the episode um but i just want to say that wandavision quickly became like one of my favorite marvel things okay Whoa. like i would rank it number three of all marvel stuff like including all the movies give us your I, top three uh, Thor Ragnarok, Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah, uh, the first one, and uh, WandaVision. I, 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 it was phenomenal. It was very well done. It broke from the mold. It was, uh, it was, it was new. It was exciting. It, it drew me back into the Marvel universe. So I'm, I'm, I'm pumped about WandaVision. I'm pumped where the MCU is <laughs> going now. And uh, you know, aside from some other special projects they're working on but with wandavision like i would i was just kind of reignited like this is exciting reignited. Um, a lot. yeah they they did a really good job wow mm -hmm. so colby you're gonna watch it now right well i was gonna say my impression is that wanda either needs to find a new ophthalmologist or <laughs> figure out if she can start wearing contacts because she just has to get her vision straight. Kobe uh, with the dad jokes. I mean, uh, yeah. I am a dad now. But to be more yeah. clear, more clear for our listeners, as I shared with y'all before, I have to be consistent with my fashion of not being prepared for any shows. And I've not seen any episode to date. So I intended to watch a couple last night, but I didn't get to it. Mm -hmm. Well, my impressions of it, um, it, originally i hadn't i hadn't watched any of it honestly i i got to the point with the marvel universe where i just didn't care that much for it after endgame i was just like eh, it it was it just didn't interest me but 
my friend Andrew from work, <clears throat> producer for uh, Catholic Connection, he he would rave every week about, oh, the new episode was amazing. You got to see it. So eventually, the the week before the final episode, I was like, okay, I'll watch one. And I watched it, and then I watched another, and then I watched the whole thing. <laughs> it, was, oh. it was it was awesome. I, I binged the whole thing. Every episode was super interesting. It was it was crazy. the The concept for it was amazing. I I loved loved the twist that you know, spoiler again that Wanda was the pretty much kind of the bad guy, and uh, but obviously it turned out better in the end because she's still a good guy, mm-hmm. but just the the format of the show was awesome um i have some uh what's the word the finale didn't fit right for me it it just didn't hit the way i think it should have but the rest of the series was great yeah i'm with you that i felt like i understood why they were doing what they did but it just felt kind of flat a little bit yeah. finale. the and finale I, end game the end game finale oh, you're talking about no, end the, game no the one division <laughs> okay that's what i'm sorry yeah yeah <laughs> that's Scott, awesome. where are you are you paying attention <laughs> <laughs> well and i was upset if if anyone goes back and listens to the podcast we did on Endgame, I went on for like five minutes about how <laughs> upset I was that they didn't make really any mention of Vision in Endgame. There's like one line that alludes to him kind of in passing, mm. but I was like, he was a major character who's gone. And yeah, we didn't get a funeral for him. No, just no, there was just her saying there. there's the part where Barton says, I wonder if she knows, talking about uh, Black Widow. I wonder if she knows that we won. And Wanda says she does. They both do. That's it. That's all he got was they both do. A <laughs> pronoun. But, yeah. <laughs> With somebody else. <laughs> yeah. Shared but, but now he got a series yeah. <laughs> all about yeah. grieving him. <laughs> I think that was that was the most unexpected thing was that it was really a study on grief. You know, exactly. like, mm-hmm. yeah. that kind of came out of. I mean, maybe not for everyone else, but for me, I was like, oh, I didn't know that's where we were going with mm, this. That, um, Kevin Smith on his podcast, Fat Man and Beyond, um, you know, play on Batman and Beyond. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for explaining that. No, I needed that. You needed that? Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think everybody did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it, but which cautionary uh he uses bad such bad language i mean it's, <laughs> the man, Badly bad. such the bad man breathes the f word but uh you know we're much like us yeah we we yeah. exhale like it. we're so full of does he, does, he, does he show or demonstrate the diversity of the word yeah since the versatility of the word yeah uh you know boondock saints for all you uh non-holy saint lovers um, <laughs> But uh, so that's what he said. That's what Kevin Smith said. That is a show. The whole season is about grief and dealing with grief. And he had a quote that I thought was pretty cool. He said, this show ultimately is about how important it is to find somebody to watch TV with in this world. (laughs) 
which, you know, Catholic version is how important it is to find somebody to go to mass with in this world, yeah. but point taken, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like, Everyone else, the religion may, may be the television. Uh, but yeah, that, wow. that it's, it's yes. like she misses a whole lifetime of sitting next to him watching TV. So they're in every TV episode sitcom right. era ever. And, yeah. and to play off what Cody said, it breaks every mold by using every mold. mold. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I, I did think, I thought episode eight was fantastic in, in time. Because I was like, they're never going to convince me that that her making a television show was, a, was a reasonable <laughs> thing. You know, like, yeah. And then they Expansion did. Expansion of disbelief. Mm. Like with her backstory, I was like, "Oh, it makes total sense that this is the world she would have created for herself." Mm. You know, I like how they—they they obviously you can do this with every character going to their backstory, but I, me personally, I didn't know anything about Wanda and Vision. They were—they were two. I haven't even—I haven't seen Age of Ultron, so I, <gasps> I barely know their their introduction <laughs> into the series. Yeah. So I'm a little little behind on that. But a for, little, for yeah, but for two characters, I have no idea who they are. Don't really care about them that much. They have, this show has brought me into a new view of them, and, and it's right? it's great. Yeah. I was somebody and, asked me yesterday, like, can I watch this without having seen any of the other Marvel stuff? And I said, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, like, you I, can I, definitely I watch it, it, and you could still probably find a connection. You won't have as much of a connection, and you won't understand some minor details. But right. you can still really enjoy WandaVision without having seen any of the other Marvel stuff. Like, you might not know who Agatha is from a mile away. Oh, yeah. I was like, who this is? And Cody was yeah. telling me, like, oh, she's, you know, she's this character. I made, I made the mistake of, after binge-watching everything but the finale, uh, <laughs> I made the mistake of, uh, Andrew pointed me to some other YouTubers who were doing a lot of... Um, you know, fan theories and stuff mm -hmm. and i got i got so wrapped up in these fan theories that yeah i think that's what that's what also ultimately ruined the finale for me um because then i was like who's mephisto who's like yeah. like where are all these connections right. gonna go who's gonna who's gonna be the special guest at the end and it turns out it's the the visions actor i don't just think doubled. do you know about that <laughs> that paul paul bettany was tweeting like we're gonna have an amazing get an yeah, uh, yeah. actor on the last episode who I've always wanted to appear with. And it was himself. <laughs> was it himself? Right. <laughs> people was that people a, were... a riff off of Luke Skywalker? Well, spoiler, Mandalorian. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big spoiler, Scott. But I mean, if anyone cares. I, I really hope that fan theory happens where they get Sebastian Stan to play Luke Skywalker. Oh, yeah. Like, it, uh, like, it, it works. <laughs> Mm -hmm. um, well, meanwhile, so we had told Scott, Scott wasn't watching WandaVision. And we yeah, like, y'all got ah. me. Y'all evangelized uh, right. Wanda lies. Wanda lies. Wanda lies. We were like, Scott, the biggest thing to ever happen in any of the Marvel movies just happened. And what we were talking about was the the X-Men universe, Pietro, oh, yeah. coming over, right. and it turned out to be nothing. Like, Pietro, that, that was fake Pietro. By far, my biggest complaint. You can't yeah. build that up and pull the it's rug so out from underneath though. this. Okay, okay. The crap. It, was, it was rude. <laughs> but there's that obviously a reason rude. they're doing it. No, they're just being it's obviously. Gonna, it's going to circle back at some point because they have to it's, make more money. Exactly. <laughs> 
It's exactly. just, I mean, the show is a meta show about TV and they're being meta about their viewers watching it, their yeah. expectations on TV. Oh, it was, it's a really meta, meta, meta thing. And it's, and it, it's a play off of the trope where, uh, you know, recognizable actors and shows were being replaced on occasion. Right. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. I can't think yeah. of an example off the top of my head, but it, it's, it, yeah, just like completely different person. The mm -hmm. the ant from well, um, how about this? Uh, and the it, Urkel show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like that. Or how it's, about Bewitched when they replaced Dick Sargent with Dick York or vice versa? Which right. was the first? Well, Dick Van Dyke show was the first like uh, episode, but Bewitched was clearly an inspiration for this whole right. series. And they just yeah. replaced Darren, her husband. Nobody and says anything. And hopes <laughs> nobody. <laughs> But yeah, in Family Matters, they replaced, was it the ant? Or no, no, it was on Fresh Prince, right? That they replaced the ants. They replaced oh, the yeah. wife and just hoped that everyone would I know just somebody, play along. Somebody was replaced in Family Matters. On I Family Matters, like. the younger sister just vanished. They yeah, had a younger daughter mm. and then she was just gone. After, and then like, she came back. Months. Yeah. Yeah. Then she came back like all of a sudden. So, and I'm really showing my age. I mean, I watch Family Matters, but for me to be more in tune with Bewitched than Family Matters, <laughs> like I love, I love Bewitched. I, I mean, you grew up in the the TV land era, Scott. So, do we, yeah. you know, a couple, a couple of us do. Back when Andy Griffith aired shows that were like 40 years old instead of 10. Mm -hmm. As an aside, um, I just just a funny story, just kind of added this, um. Back when I got my income taxes back, I ordered the complete set. I wish I had it down here. The complete Lord of the Rings extended edition from Hobbit to Return of the King. Like DVD in one box? or Blu-ray set. Yeah, in the box. The Blu-ray set that had all the extended. It has like 30 DVDs on here with all the special features and all that. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I get the, the box in the mail and I open it up and it's Hogan, the complete series of Hogan's Heroes. Ah! <laughs> I'm like, that's not it. Mm -mm. So I, you know, I called up Walmart and I was like, "Hey, yeah, I messed this, up. This, yeah, you messed up. Oh, we're very sorry. You can keep that. Give it to your friends. Throw it away. Do whatever." And I'm like, "Okay, take cool. that, Colonel Clink." <laughs> I remember seeing, yeah, I remember seeing a couple episodes of it, but I've never got to watch the whole thing. So I'm excited to see that as well. It's like my mom but, ordered Malcolm in the Middle, I think, years ago from a, a third party sketchy website, and it literally was like. <laughs> It was like a clear DVD case and a printed, cut out oh. like label, and these burned DVDs that just had like the the seasons written on them. It, was, <laughs> nice. it worked though. Nice. And then, and Colby, you just made a reference to WandaVision because one of the influences for one of the episodes is Malcolm in the Middle. Yeah, when they get to the '90s episodes. See, um, yeah, which is my awesome. favorite. So my favorite um, uh, riff was Wonder uh, was Growing Pains. You know, the intro where they show them their ages, uh, their photographs through the years. And yeah, yeah. Except, except for creepy yeah. young baby vision. That, that was creepy. <laughs> yeah, that, that was so cool. <laughs> Did you see how to show family ties? I think that had that too, that intro. Would, um, speaking of growing pains, so Stephen, mm -hmm. uh, Stephen Brim, who's watching one of our viewers right now live, uh, he mentioned that uh, Boner, uh, the um, what's his name? Ralph, Ralph Bonner, 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 whatever. <laughs> I don't remember We're how just gonna go with the Bonner, uh, the Pietro, whatever <laughs> his name in like in the show was Ralph, Ralph Bonner, and apparently that's a reference to Growing Pains. Is oh, that is the it episode that he showed up in? 
When that when I hear Ralph and sitcoms, I think Ralph Cramden or whatever from the Honeymooners, which I, talk about ancient. Well, the Bonner party of the moon. <laughs> Bonner party of fifty. <laughs> which so okay, I didn't know this that apparently the two Pietros appeared in the movie together. Do y'all know about this? Mm. I took a screenshot of it when I was randomly scrolling through fun. Okay. I don't know if y'all can see this. So here, hold it closer to the camera, the bottom part. So they both appeared in a movie together. That's the two Pietros. Oh. And the movie is called Kick-Ass. So oh, in- oh yes. yeah. Yes, I have seen it. it. So in WandaVision, there's some point where Wanda very slowly says Kick-Ass. And that, I'm sorry, pardon my French. Oh. And that was a reference to- Wow, that's cool. Gotcha. It's, it's a meta, meta, meta thing. It's, that's mm-hmm. what they're doing to yeah. it. Three-dimensional <laughs> we, meta. Do not, do not condone or recommend watching that movie. Apparently, agree. Yeah, yeah, don't. Apparently, the, <laughs> according to Stephen, the director of WandaVision worked on Growing Pains. So that's the director. Oh. Well, we know Kirk Cameron did. Apparently, they had to go to a boot camp, all the actors, for two weeks to learn, like, the the general, like, like the speaking meter of the different decades shows and, like, the... Mm-hmm. Just the general, like, I mean, even just the way they move around, like in the earlier ones, like, you know. Right, yeah. There's that somebody really interesting about all the winking, uh, like all these uh, gifts of Agatha winking, you know, like, that'll be a gas. <laughs> you know, <Yeah>. like, <laughs> those 50s ways of speaking. Yeah. One of the, uh, yeah, we were speaking of fan theories earlier. I mean, uh, I, I ended up reading one after I watched all the, after we finished the season finale, um, that I was really excited about the Fantastic Four. Have y'all looked yeah. into those? The yep. Fantastic yeah, Four tie-ins? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're I, supposed to tie in Fantastic Four X-Men. <laughs> they, they, they've opened up the, the MCU for anything at this point. Yeah. Really. So, and I, I, I can only that... hope that... that uh, was it the house or house of M or not house of M, but um, multiverse of madness, whatever the next Doctor Strange. Movie oh yeah, oh. I hope that I hope that'll oh, start bringing and tying them in. It's Doctor Strange in the multiverse of madness. That's it. So yeah. I mean, it's got multiverse in the title. But before right, we get yeah. too far from it, uh, Agatha, uh, you know her role in the comics. She was first introduced to be the nanny for Reed Richards, uh, you know, Mr. Fantastic, the Fantastic Four for Reed Richards' kids. Uh, it turned out to be some kind of Salem witch crazy person and eventually became the mentor to Wanda and um, had the dark hold, just like in the in the show that, you know, the book, the uh, Book of the Damned. Mm. Um, so that that makes, that's a straight line connection between WandaVision and the yeah. new Fantastic Four movie coming out, yeah. possibly. Yeah, yeah, I could see them because they they wiped Agatha or Wanda wiped Agatha's memory, so I could see maybe the Reeds somehow getting mixed up in Westview, and then we're not moving to Westview, right? Yeah, that's you guys. That's you guys. Well, I'm well their last names are Richards, not it's Reed Richard. Er. I'm sorry. Richard. There's, there's been talk. You're Reed Richards, yeah. <laughs> there's been talk of um, that in the first, or not the first episode, the first episode where we're outside of the hex, 
So that's like what episode three or four? I think it's um, three, yeah. That yeah. the FBI Jim Halpert references <laughs> that oh, yeah, go for that. Jimmy Woo. Jimmy Woo. <laughs> He says, uh, "Here's my card." That he was there looking for a person in witness protection, and oh. people have noticed that mm. on the bulletin board they have set up, like in their headquarters, that everyone's been identified except for Agnes wasn't identified. Like they didn't have a driver's license to go with Agnes's mm. file, and yeah. the blonde, like PTA mom, president lady, yeah, didn't have an identity. So some people are speculating that there's going to be that that's the witness child that that's the witness that was in witness protection so i don't know what y'all are talking about with this whole reed richards thing but i wonder could could it be could she be the new sue storm yeah she's blonde you know Uh, that's mr fantastic's or uh wife sue so that could work and ann remember she isn't she the one that uh she's invisible does invisibility and rides Mm. the invisible plane you know so she's wonder woman Ow. I know. I feel like it's I don't know who copied who on that. Speaking of scratching, Senor Scratchy. Yeah, Senor Scratchy. So there how how or again with the finale not tying things together. It's like Well part of it is they actually were filming it like right when the pandemic started. So apparently some of it they just didn't get to that there was some stuff mm. they wanted to film and well and 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 advertising yeah, as a yeah. one hour show and then having it 30 minutes of show and 30 minutes of credits mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, <too. laughs> yeah, i didn't i didn't even see any of the the bonus uh content at sure. some of the videos because i was like oh, okay uh, i i yeah, uh, you into... zoomed through like two or three of them and they didn't have anything so i was like okay forget right? it so and i would have missed out i would have missed out on the vision reveal and uh uh, Quicksilver, Gross. Quicksilver uh, picking up Monica. Okay. Speaking if, of bonus, wait, what did you say? Video. Quicksilver doing what? He found her Pick, the signing uh, Monica yeah. when Monica found the basement. Yeah, yeah. Speak- we were about to stop watching the after, uh, like all the way through the credits, and then somebody posted on Facebook, "There is an after credit scene." And I was like, mm-hmm. "What, Colby? <laughs> what were you guys saying?" Sorry, yeah, go I'll ahead. say maybe after credit. I'm not sure what Stephen's asking about, but Stephen asked. Uh, have y'all heard of the deleted scene for WandaVision? And then... Senior Scratchy deleted scene? Further yeah. commented, the rabbit was her familiar or demon. Yeah, so mm-hmm. on, again, on Fat Man and Beyond, uh, the director, um, Matt Shackman, I, I don't know how to pronounce that, he directed some of the uh, Game of Thrones episodes, and that's kind of how he got this. Um, but there was a deleted scene, that they filmed it and everything, with Senior Scratchy. So Senior Scratchy... You see Agatha holding up a, a cage with her white bunny rabbit, and then they go into her like sanctum sanctorum, and she like the, the rabbit eats that moth creature. Yeah. So we know that this rabbit's probably evil. Turns out to be her familiar. You know, a witch has a familiar, like a black cat or something, an animal familiar. Um, but the scene was going to have Billy and Tommy, the twin, uh, the boys, Monica, Darcy, and Ralph. Right, so. Ralph would actually be involved in a more important way, sneaking into Agatha's basement to steal the Darkhold. Uh, the steam, the it would have had the group facing resistance from Senior Scratchy. Uh, he would have transformed into this monstrous demon, and then it had like the group go through like a Goonies kind of set piece, uh, which would have been awesome. Speaking yeah. of Bonner, would have been 
Ralph Bonner and Richard Donner, director of Goonies, just saying. <laughs> right. Nice. It would have been a reference to Goonies and Monty Python and the Holy Grail. That's what I was thinking, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the scene would have revealed that it was Agatha's familiar and yeah, it, was, it just took too much away from the main storylines of Wanda versus Agatha, white vision versus uh, regular vision. So I, I, I talked to, I was talking to somebody earlier and they were saying that uh, for Agatha uh, actually also has a son whose name was apparently, or they called him Scratch. Yeah. Mm. And they think that the, it was like an animagus, the yeah. rabbit. Yeah. Changing to her son. Made her son a rabbit? That's, that's what the other person was saying is that she turned her son into this rabbit or something. Or Mephisto mm -hmm. did. Yeah. Which apparently Mephisto might be showing up in Doctor Strange. Yeah. And I wonder if they're going to continue with the House of M like storyline where, or no, it's not House of M, but. I know. Uh, when you say House of M, now that I have little kids, I think Mickey Mouse. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I guess from, from watching all the fan theory videos, the House of M series, I believe, is the one where Wanda actually creates her her sons and brings them to existence um but i think before that we you find out that billy and tommy are actually shards of mephisto's being or something yeah. like that that she unwittingly brought to life but then you know mephisto reabsorbed them and you know became powerful and stuff um there's a whole series with that so that's uh yeah so i'm wondering if they're gonna go that route with there's multiverse of madness so but yeah that's what people are speculating at least right yeah because there was that end credit thing with us hearing billy or tommy's voices so yeah yeah, so yeah. They, they they ain't dead yeah. or at least not <laughs> right they're well were they ever alive <gasps> oh <laughs> so i think since, and, since they were a construct also. of they were a construct of wanda's you know imagination in a sense or i oh, mean as chaos magic which of, yeah of, of yeah. the mind stone and the chaos magic um because she she talked to vision right at the end of the final episode where he asked who am i and she, i think she they had such an eloquent response just right yeah that i can't i can't remember <laughs> something to the like effect of like he's he's his he's alive in her he's the mm -hmm. part yeah. of the mind stone that lives in her yeah, that's it. Yeah. Her powers from the Mind Stone. No. Which, I'm sorry. Go ahead. So there was that incredibly powerful line in, um, in the second to last episode where Vision says, what is grief if not love persevering? Which it was, it kind of reminded me of when we were watching Frozen for the first time. And Olaf says like, I know what love is. And we're like, really? Disney, you're going to tell. <laughs> and then he says, it's, what is it? What does he say? It's doing what's best for someone else. What? That's not the quote. What's the quote? Bottom line, it wasn't a bad definition of love. It was actually, you know, semi-decent. And with this, it was like, I was like, what is he going to say grief is? Oh, that's actually like a really good definition. <laughs> and when the show was over, the next day, my mom was like, so how was the finale of y'all's show? And I was like, I am not okay. I am not okay. And we were talking about it. And I was like, and there was this amazing line about what is grief if not love persevering and it all kind of clicked in my mind at least that like 
Because what bothered me was that conditional vision that she had created and those children she had created weren't just figments of her imagination. Like they had autonomy and could like make decisions, reason. And so I I was questioning why they couldn't continue. Like, why couldn't she have given them back to Olaf again? Why couldn't she have given them their own personal hex? Like, you know, like his own personal flurry. But by having conditional vision, it was almost like she stopped persevering in her love for the true vision, you know, like, because her gr- it, it 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 made her grief go away and therefore the love she had for the real him just sort of in a sense stopped and got redirected and so it was kind of like this moment of clarity of like oh in talking to Betty who had never seen a single episode of WandaVision you know oh this is why like conditional vision had to go away conditional yeah. vision couldn't mm-hmm. stick around and this, yeah. I think this brings up the point. We, we need to talk about the ship of Theseus. Um, the ship of Theseus. The, I, I love the I argument want, with it. it was, yeah, but it was before we, I just want to mention the other great quote, which I think is connected to the grief quote. Um, and y'all, see if y'all can finish it for me. We have said goodbye before, so it stands to reason. That we can say, say it again. Stop it, Colby. <laughs> 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 well say hello again. hey you gotta let colby participate in this conversation <laughs> somehow so <laughs> i was gonna ask not to derail the conversation but just a, a noob question because i have no idea what you're talking about <laughs> right but what's the time frame or what's the the actual connection between say the movies and the series versus the show so it's actually just like three weeks from okay. endgame, After endgame. Mm. So, yeah to start chapter in game now there is also some and it probably was only just a few days that they actually spent in westview yeah it's like a week yeah, yeah. A week maybe yeah um but yeah which it's one of those mm. things that it's like this was a bit unsustainable to have to advance a decade every day <laughs> you know like how how long could you like, are y'all familiar with Brigadoon, the old musical? That's like it's a Scottish town that every Only night they go to sleep. Every hundred years. Yeah, it's a hundred years later. Every night they go to sleep and they wake up a hundred years later. Which is a retelling of the Xanadu myth. Right. Yeah. But it's like how long? How long can you keep that up before you know the world ends? You know. Yeah. So like, how long could she keep this up? She's running out of decades. To, yeah. So it kind of yeah. had to end. It had to. You know, this could not end well mm. when all was said and done. Yeah, how can you predict like future sitcoms? Well, then it would, then it would end up like the movie Click, where he just kind of happens to wake up and he's about to die. That's that Am San- Adam Sandler movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So one, one interesting thing in the comics. is that instead of the children being shards or pieces of Mephisto, they're shards of this ancient god. Um, it sounds like Cthulhu, like H.P. Uh, Lovecraft's god Cthulhu that Stephen King uses, mm-hmm. but it's Cthon. It's probably like, you probably like, one of these letters is silent, you know, so it's like Chithon right. or something. Yeah. That's that elder god, uh, you know, lowercase g, obviously. This is stupid <laughs> pagan stuff. But anyway, that's the god who created the um, the Darkhold. And the the 
and created the Scarlet Witch, that it's his powers that is given to Scarlet Witch, which the chaos magic. Hmm. And so her children are actually shards of uh, Kuthu or um, Chathon or whatever his name is. Hmm. So that that's why that whole uh, East, the finale, the finale, final Easter egg, where she's reading from the Darkhold, levit, you know, levitating like um, like Ray in uh, the Last Jedi or in uh, the. You don't speak of that. <laughs> yeah, the <laughs> um, Rise of Skywalker, and you hear her children's voices. You hear her two. She's kids also voices. levitating like Doctor Strange. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we're clear. This is Wanda's mm-hmm. secret ending location could set up MCU's next magic villain. Mm-hmm. I wonder if, mm-hmm. I wonder if uh, Dormammu is gonna come back, come back, and like him uh, said, yeah. team well, up with Cthulhu or something. No, he 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 had his frustration in peace. He's he's out. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I mean, that as, as much as I, <laughs> as much as I liked Doctor Strange, I always thought that you know, like uh, Dormammu kind of was just kind of thrown in there. Yeah, minute. and that it, when they rank the most powerful characters so far in the MCU, he's like two or he's either ahead or behind Thanos. You know, with the yeah. infin- he's more powerful than Thanos with the Infinity Gauntlet. Right. right. Yeah. So yeah, they're saying that in Doctor Strange two, the uh, Multiverse of Madness, which is also the sequel to WandaVision, that you know it's just a fan theory, but. Um, that by using the dark hold, she's going to not become the great villain, uh, but open through the multiverse, open up this dimension to some mega power multiverse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I was thinking is that, she, that she, she's probably trying to search for her sons. And is it possible that maybe, maybe even with the sons, she did pull them from a different multiverse yeah yeah Yeah. you know like they came from a different multiverse or something like that um because it's the it's the power it's the magic of probability you know she's manipulating probabilities right so the probability that she had children in another dimension she's just transporting them yeah so wouldn't that take off multiverse wanda Mm -hmm. so so you're wondering like yeah Maybe she's the evil Scarlet Witch. I yeah. want my baby. <laughs> yeah. Which Stephen Brem asks, which I think is a great question. What what did it mean when she was leaving the boys' room and I was dying a thousand deaths while that was happening? That she said, Thank you for choosing me to be your mom. That yeah. that seems just like mm. an interesting wording. Yeah. Like, did they somehow choose her of all the Wandas and all the different it reminds me of Doctor Strange yeah. and Infinity War going one. Remember? Mm-hmm. Well, it's more like this. Yeah. Wax on, <laughs> wax on, wax on, wax on. <laughs> yeah. Because hey, the the whole choo- them choosing her, because you think about back to episode six. Yeah, episode six. The the ba- what what control did Wanda have over getting pregnant? Because yeah. um, when she tried to disapparate the um, the stork, she couldn't. Yeah. So it makes me wonder, you know, was that planned or not? Parthenogenesis. And she kind of just went along with it. That's the midichlorians of- formed a, a baby within her. <laughs> right. Yeah. Speaking <laughs> of midichlorians, so 
Stone, however you pronounce it. Do you know who voiced his character in one of the shows? Stone. McGregor? No, Mark Hamill. <gasps> who? Wait, voice who? Chathone, how the heck you pronounce it? Really? Yeah. Uh, one of the animated yeah. series? Or? And one Mark of the animated Hamill. series. Mm-hmm. And Mark Hamill voiced the Joker. Yeah, he does He does a great like, villain voice. He is he the also, Joker. Yeah. He also mm-hmm. played, what was that, in the Arrow series? DC? D, um, the WB's DC? Yeah, Arrow. Uh, I think it was the crossover episode between Arrow and the Flash. Oh, what was that? Like he, he, the toy maker or something character. like that. Hmm. What was it? There's another major villain that he did really well, like uh, like Mister Sinister or something. You know, like in another. Hmm, I yeah, can't I'm remember. Sure. It I'd have to look up his IMDb, but it's yeah. probably like a hundred miles long. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not Mister Sinister, but you know, like we uh, Cody and I uh, walked past the guy that um, voiced Mister Sinister. Oh, nice! In the the nineties X-Men, yeah, yeah, the uncanny X-Men, yeah, yeah. Nice. When we we interviewed uh, Cal Dodd, or Cathal Dodd, uh, voice of Wolverine. Oh man! And then we also interviewed uh, Gambit that day, and uh, and Rogue, right? Uh, we talked to her, but we we didn't uh, record our. Here. I'll and in a second I'll tell you which episodes that is to so in case um, <laughs> yeah you have to listen to them the Kettle Dot episode especially is is awesome he yeah. was such a cool guy that was fun that was fun nice. uh, so was it like a Comic Con by you guys that that was or? yeah hopefully, I think hopefully we're still talking we'll Comic Con again saying the trickster I think yeah it might have been the trickster that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. So, yeah, but he would like he would like plant bombs, of different places and do different things with bombs. Oh yeah, the toy maker. That's the little guy that, with the little cars, and uh, the Batman the animated series. Yeah, mm-hmm. it might have been that same guy. Oh, I know they. So, I know a lot of the DC like bad guys are kind of shared between some of the superheroes. But I'm not sure if it was the toy maker. The the twi- the trickster sounds more familiar to me. In- so we episode sixteen of the podcast was Cal Dodd, and then episode twenty was um, when we interviewed uh, Gambit, uh, the voice of Gambit, Chris Potter. In case you're taking notes, <laughs> yeah, we got to figure it out the other major character that Mark Hamill did. So yeah, everybody at home, if you can help us, I mean, besides Luke Skywalker, <laughs> okay, I know you're funny the, people it's out the... there. It is the trickster. Yeah, the trickster is the is the Mark Hamill character from the Flash. It was a good episode too, but it, like Mark's portrayal of the trickster just just reminded me of a different Joker in a sense. Oh yeah, I mean the the Arrow series wasn't that great anyway, but it, it was cool for a while, I guess. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. (laughs) (laughs) So the part of WandaVision that maybe we could say is the most most Catholic nerd-y part where we can really chew it up where they're talking about morals and ethics. Um, It's this philosophical idea of the ship of Theseus. And I've got, I'll say kind of the lines from the show. So uh, Vision explains the paradox to white vision through the ship of Theseus. 
asking whether either of them are even vision if they've both been replicated in ways that deprive them of personhood, which, you know, the idea of personhood's really interesting. So um, in ancient Greece, at the time of Plato, the ship of Theseus, as the boards would rot, they'd be replaced by new ones. After many years, every board is replaced. Is that ship still Theseus's ship? What if all the rotten boards were miraculously removed of their rot and reassembled? Would that ship also be Theseus's ship? You know, like our glorified bodies. Um, that's still us. <laughs> you know, is this the glorified vision, uh, white vision? So, you know, y'all thought. Our physical bodies, the what is it, like every seven years, not a single cell remains from, like, like seven years from now, all the cells that make up us will be gone and we'll have slowly replaced it with new cells, but we're still us. Yeah, you consciousness know? remains. And, yeah, right. even though it's entirely new. A new brain. Yeah. <laughs> That's which, crazy. Which some people right. need. Like even though even though I just Colby with the zingers. Yeah. I always think of it as more being like our other organs and that our brain just kind of stays <laughs> it stays the same. But now it's a new brain. Yeah, what is what is consciousness? What is what is our memories and our our uh, yeah, our collective memories of of, of existence? Uh, they've um uh back when I was in college, I think they discovered the gene for cephalization like the gene that triggers cephalization the growing of a head <laughs> and so if you were able to turn off that gene and you could grow just a body um from you know cloning your using your body clone it just to grow your a replacement body for yourself and you could transplant your head um into that new body you know, I, I don't even know where to begin with personhood, but um, right. <laughs> head transplants are actually getting closer to reality. And uh, I saw an article just the other day: Would your consciousness remain if you transplanted your head? I don't, I don't see why not. But isn't there's a uh, oh shoot, what's there's a company out there that preserves people's yeah, bodies like Ted and also their heads? Yeah, <laughs> Ted Williams's head was preserved in some some warehouse in florida and mm -hmm. then they didn't get the the temperature right and his skull cracked and oh gosh a major oh, lawsuit <laughs> yeah yeah people pay tens of thousands of dollars, like a hundred thousand dollars to preserve oh, yeah. their head have you been watching the movie the island yeah the leonardo oh, dicaprio no it's ewan mcgregor ewan and, and scarlett yeah. johansson yeah. where they have yeah, i don't think i've seen that one they have clones that are grown within a facility for people who have terminal illnesses i think, I think it might also, uh, set some of my life insurance to preserve my head that might be a good idea Dang and it. it's not just terminal illnesses it's also like to be surrogates so that women aren't you know right like so that right. a clone of me would carry my children and then they'd kill her and grow yeah. a new one whenever i'm ready to get pregnant again right but yeah, yeah. it's definitely a it was a movie about the moral conundrum of you know these are persons they're people that have souls or that have consciousness and uh but if they don't have a head that is a big question <laughs> so who's the real vision <laughs> that i'm just wondering well obviously it's not the red one is it obvious 
Yeah, it, it, it's absolutely obvious because I, she created a vision of her own. That's which, not did y'all vision. notice that he, he came forth? Cried. He came forth from her side, like from her. Room. Oh, cool. Yeah. And and the fact that he cried like shows us that it's it it, it can't be vision, right? Um, you don't think vision can cry? No, he, he he's, cry. A, he's, he's a robot. He's a, a, a synthesizer. Synthesoid. He's upgraded. Yeah, he's upgraded into something that is not quite a robot, and that and that's what he says. Like I'm, I, I'm, I, I started out uh, a voice without a body, and then I became yeah. uh, a body, uh, a body without a soul, and now I am something different. Mm. Which is part of why I think it. I still think it sucks that he couldn't, because he was able to have come like she was not controlling him. He was some mm-hmm. sort of autonomous being, and that's why it was something different. Like it's yeah. something completely different. Hmm. But hey, he was at peace with going, so I guess it's fine. It's still the it makes me wonder, like, what what is what's going to happen with White Vision? I don't know too much about the comic version of White Vision. Hey, okay, I mean, now, in you the, can't refer to him willy nilly as White Vision. Yes, well, does. in the comments, in the comments, Steve's <laughs> asking, will White Vision be with Wanda since he has all of Vision's memories? Uh, right, since yeah, he's the only it. vision now i think that's where they're heading i just yeah. hope he doesn't have to stay that creepy color i, I just hope coca-cola <laughs> doesn't get to him soon right <laughs> be <What>? less white <laughs> oh yeah that's right or uh or... no i kind of hope they do so the, the light the light in here is kind of making my situation worse but you know i'll say it <laughs> oh my gosh yeah you guys be less <laughs> put white. an led above your head colby and uh, blind us all <laughs> well did you all see some of the stuff about the commercials the the significance of the the, the only thing i remember was the um i liked all the the references to different stuff i remember yeah. the first one with the toaster the beeping on I the remember, toaster i remember the nexus yeah, Nexus was the Nexus commercial was hilarious. Um, the beeping from the toaster in the first commercial was linked to the bomb from the flashback. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know the blinking red light too. Yeah, yeah, and how it was the first color red. Yeah. Um, the uh, the nineties cartoon of the kid on the island um, trying to open up the Yo Magic. Um, and it says eat yeah. your magic. Yeah, eat your magic. And it but it, it's like it's like showing her starvation of, of trying to yeah. control her her magicness. Well, her also magicness. that Agnes that's a word. Other people yes. that Agnes yeah. assumes the magic of others. Right. Yeah. Um oh and lo- the paper towels were Lagos paper towels. Lagos is where it said like cleans up any mess you make. And that's where Wanda in Civil War tried to contain the explosion and instead it went right. up and went into the building. So mm-hmm. that was a reference to her guilt. Cleaning up any mess you made. From that. Hydra's, Hydra Soap was a reference to the uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. series that um, Agent uh, Coulson mentions in one of, the, one of the episodes. He's like, uh, yeah, I stopped using soap because Hydra put chem- uh, memory erasing chemicals in it. So but at the same time, I think I, what's kind of sad is I think this the I think WandaVision made Agents of Shield non-canon now uh, because they because the Darkhold was in Agents of 
Agents of Shield. Shield. Yeah. <gasps> did did people even like Agents of Shield? I loved Agents I, of Shield. I, I couldn't it. get into it. Yeah, I, I liked it for a little bit. Um, once I got to the scrolls and stuff, I had I had no idea who the scrolls were, so I just kind of lost interest in it after that. But like the first season was pretty cool, I thought. Yeah, I saw first... half of one episode, and that was enough. <laughs> yeah, that's all. I, could do. <laughs> I don't know why was I name. wanted I to like. Cool. It. <laughs> what was the name of the agent that was a double agent the whole time? Well, I guess I don't need to watch it now. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what was his name? I don't remember. It was and a while since I've seen away. it. He died like three what? times and then <laughs> somehow would get. Oh, yeah. What's oh, yeah, name? yeah. Oh, Gray, man. I think. Gray? Oh, that's not who I'm thinking. Was it Dorian Gray? The, the agent from, <laughs> from the movie. Cody. So, Cody, we, the baby was, was using. He from the movie? No, no. Cody's the stormtrooper. Um, from so this bottle ah opens from the bottom so cody was just holding this bottle just now and was fidgeting with it and just unscrewed the bottom and now there's water everywhere good job water everywhere yeah anyway what was the name of i need some of that logos white lagos 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 yeah logos oh yeah lagos where the bomb went off lego my logos (laughs) (laughs) but did y'all catch the nexus commercial like that could have huge implications for uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, because mm-hmm. Wanda in the comics, uh, and I'm a little fuzzy, but she I think is the living nexus of all realities. So the commercial says, um, uh, "Nexus will anchor you back to your reality or the reality of your choice." And yeah. the side effects: yeah. feeling your feelings, confronting your truth, seizing your destiny, possibly more depression. <laughs> yeah yeah and i i just took that at face value and i thought all oh, those side effects are hilarious but now yeah. that you point that out now yeah huh yeah I'll so roll, there's, roll there's that bigger dice. implication for it yeah so she that that could definitely go into dr strange too but the nexus of all realities you know that brings into that you chose me as your mom you know i have all these different options mm-hmm. also uh the guardian of the nexus of all realities in the comics was man thing that's the deep, the Marvel equivalent of Swamp Thing. So it's this, you know, swamp creature that lives in the Everglades of Florida. And it, I, I, I bought the comics and I, I read Man Thing because I love Swamp Thing because the Alan Moore uh, series uh, written of, of Swamp Thing is like some of the best comics I've ever read. And I read Man Thing because <laughs> it's, because of its connection with Swamp Thing, uh, but he has no, he doesn't speak, and it's a difficult character. Um, but the basic idea with him is that if you are afraid, he goes to you, and the more afraid you get, the more you burn up in his grasp. He that knows fear knows the touch of Man Thing. Mm. <laughs> but anyway, that's the guardian of the nexus of all reality. And he's part of um, Swamp Thing's part of Dark Justice, which I think that movie's going to be coming out too. Um, do y'all are y'all familiar? Yeah. Dark Justice has Swamp Thing, John Constantine, um, you know, who's Hellblazer. He had his own show for a while, uh, and like the Sorcerers in the DC universe. So. 
mm-hmm. I definitely see the movies picking up that because Suicide Squad was so popular and that's all it, you know, mm-hmm. that's the dark version of, of these comics. Popular it, for their advertisement, but not for the movie. <laughs> yeah, it was it was it was popular because of what they were doing. Yeah. It was, I, 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 it was popular because of Harley Quinn. I mean let's most be, yeah. You know, totally agree. Let's be real. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean I was excited about it because of Will Smith, actually. Yeah. Really? Uh, I thought he did a great he did a great job. Uh, like I think the people shot. played their characters well. I just think it was kind of poorly written. Yeah. Well yeah, Croc, you know, what are we gonna do yeah. with Croc? You know. <laughs> it was just it was poorly written. And I unfortunately I think that's the way that most of the DC movies go. Uh, like yeah. and now, granted, I I love the first Wonder Woman movie. I thought it was great. But notice that we said the first. I haven't yeah. seen 1984. Um... It, it was entertaining. <laughs> it literally had like, like at one point there's a scene where there's something in the background that's clearly out of order, like has not happened yet in the movie. Then later yeah. happens, but it was already in the background. Like that's yep. what we're dealing with continuity it's great so when agatha can't teach wanda anymore she has to go to a specialist mentor a doctor can you guess who that doctor was dr strange dr no hands (laughs) (laughs) dr man thing (laughs) dr steven it just as an aside i like how marvel and uh dc would like just copy each other constantly back in the right, day. Right? Yeah. Oh. Oh, you got a guy who's who's an aqua guy? Well we got a Atlantean guy too. Cool. <laughs> yeah, or Deadshot. I mean yeah. if you're going mm-hmm. all the people yeah, that can't Hawkeye, you know Mary's Hawkeye. asking who yeah. our water Green guy arrow. Is. Water guy. Yeah. Water. Oh is that his name? <laughs> no. Oh it's uh well that was disappointing. N- name Namor? Yeah, Namor. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Namor and Aquaman. And... Aquaman. Yeah. It must be a terrible name because we can't really remember. Superman. <laughs> Shazam. He doesn't appear in a whole lot of things. That's that's yeah. the problem with Namor. Like, yeah. he, he appears in a few different things, and he's not a very popular character, but he exists. Yeah, he's there. Yeah. I, I just so want to see the... DC roll out some of Batman's, like, be like, like f list bad guys like they did for the lego batman movie that was hilarious (laughs) like uh condiment man (laughs) (laughs) or oh they made a toy of mr wisman liquor wisman or something and his superpower was that you had to say his liquor it's like wismaglick or something you had to trick him into saying his name which is, huh. you know, <laughs> like Rumble Stillskin. Yeah. yeah, basically Rumble Stillskin, <laughs> but he could like create this. Um, there's also like a quilt man, which was <laughs> what's the point of this guy? Yeah. But I think, like, what, where would y'all rank the uh, the rogues galleries of all these, of all the different um, uh, car- uh, comic characters? So, you know. Spider-Man, Batman, Superman, obviously at the top of that list. The X-Men have... What would would be y'all's number one pick for that? Hmm. Can you explain the question? Oh, no. Is it like, what's your favorite 
uh, uh, superheroes rogues gallery. You're like, who has the best collection of villains? Right. Oh. And, and and taking into and taking into account like, um, the Flash and Arrow, and having a lot of similar rogues that they have to deal with on a, on occasion. But I guess going off the main list you gave with Spider Man and, and, and the lot, I I would have to say Spider Man because they're they're probably my more favorite villains. Um, and then Batman from the DC universe mm. as, as my favorite, especially from the Batman Arkham games. Um, mm. the, their portrayals in there are amazing, I, I think. Um, Mr. Freeze, in, in his fight with, in Arkham City, I believe, was awesome because it was a multiple, multiple stage boss battle where uh, you had to you had to attack him in like five or six different unique ways. And every time you attacked him in a certain way, his, his suit had a self-defense for that certain way that you attacked him. So like, if you, if you sneaked attack him from the floor, the next time you had to, you couldn't do that again. Cause he would have some kind of like laser grid around his feet. So he would sense you. So you had to like <laughs> attack him from a different way or through a wall or something like that. And it was, it was awesome. And then, uh, 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 copper pot um oh, the penguin. Yeah. penguin yeah the, the penguin chester, from the game not and, chester and, cobblepot from goonies yeah yeah <laughs> yeah copper pot from from the game yeah it's like he has i i forget if it was origin or no it wasn't origin it was city he had instead of his monocle he had the bottom of a beer bottle jammed into his into his Good eye God. yeah Ouch. the the con the the concept for all the characters were uh, was phenomenal i thought hmm. but that's me so <laughs> and yeah it's the Iceman or mr i mean mr freeze from yeah. the original batman series like 1967 batman oh his backs that's that's one of my favorite villains that specific mm. iteration of of mr freeze but he's such a tragic story, villain too yeah oh and to um give you an answer to what i was saying before his name is mr mix yes Pitalik. and he's a superman <laughs> villain and you have to s- trick him into saying his name backwards his name is spelled m y m x y z p t l k okay <laughs> say that backwards say that backwards yeah. I mean, yeah. that's from you- superman number 30 he somehow had to bring that up in normal conversation. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. All right. You could just read what's written on the snap. <laughs> what is my name backwards? backwards. Ha ha. You can't so, do me. <laughs> so do y'all want to finish out everybody's uh, favorite rogues gallery? Or y'all want to talk about the two Easter egg? Um, everybody's Polka favorite. Dot, yeah. Steven, poking up, man. Rogues. <laughs> rogues. Uh, maybe that's different. Ooh. Is that nice. that's your favorite? Uh, the Batman movie, Batman movies. The, that that's a eighteen film collection. This is a anniversary. It's pretty substantial. It's a lot of the older stuff. Is wow. that that uh, starts with the TV Batman movie? I believe so. I mean, like Burgess Meredith as the Penguin. Ah, oh, it's just the best. The guy from Rocky, you know. Oh, Arnold Mickey? Schwarzenegger as Mr. Freeze was the best. No, you Boom. Said... Boom. <laughs> I actually made that joke earlier. Remember, you said Mr. Uh, Freeze, I was like I'm Arnold. Yeah, but Uma Thurman Ooh, as Poison Ivy. That I'll, I'll accept was, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I, I, I think Watch Halle out, Berry don't get out. cold feet. Stop so. with that Halle Berry stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that woman, it will oh, always yeah. be Julie Newmar, but if it's not Julie Newmar, it's Michelle Pfeiffer. <laughs> Oh, so, are Colby and Cody and Mary, what's your favorite rogues gallery of any superhero? What's rogues your favorite bad guy? Gallery? Yeah. yeah, that's what you call like a collection. Any, of any, a, a superhero who has a list of bad guys who, whom they regularly fight. That who is a rogues the gallery. Deepest, the deepest Nemesis. bench of villains. Yeah. Oh, mm, I mean. For your favorite. So, oh, yeah, Jim Carrey is Riddler. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> Thanks, I, just, I, I think my favorite bad guy has got to be magneto um but x-men villains like holy cow there's there's mm-hmm. so many of them and they range the universe they they main range the marvel universe you know like they run into thanos they run into like basically all the bad guys that any of avengers run into there's all mm-hmm. kinds of crossovers so i think x-men pulls in almost every marvel villain that there and that's, is that's what's been so hard for me is that magneto scarlet witch and quicksilver are magneto's kids boom right <laughs> and I, yeah. I i'm upset that they're not taking that route with maybe this. they're adopted um like maybe but adopted that, that i did their... we did mention that we were talking about that a few weeks ago maybe they were adopted yeah. by their parents in sokovia and, and the only reason they didn't do that was because uh fox owned the uh yeah, rights to x-men but now disney owns x-men again exactly so. And I, I really want because Magneto is probably one of my favorite villains, uh, just because he, because he's not exactly a villain at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like mm. he, 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 he's trying. Yeah, let's just say like he's the, got death. Yeah, he, the new he, movies that showed his development were pretty deep. Yeah, yeah. Like from Auschwitz on. Yeah. Yep. And, and like even in the comics, though, like you, you, you could see he's a more complex character than just this is a bad guy. You know, right. it's like. This guy has a purpose and is to protect mutants, even if it's at the destruction of humans, right? Mm-hmm. Like he he wants to protect his kind. Mm-hmm. And so I, I just, I don't know, I, I, I find it fascinating and I find him a great villain because of his abilities. You know, d- d- everything's made of metal. Like, <laughs> how do yeah. you eat that? The iron in your blood. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. Did anybody on Facebook um, mention their favorite rogues gallery? Jim Carrey, the Riddler. Come on, not the <laughs> mo- not the favorite villain, but the you know the. And I'm gonna give me the particular iteration of a superhero too. Is it Batman's movies villains or the TV show villains or the the Arkham yes, like Eric? When I yeah, the video game, the rogue vil- villains. What I'm talking about is X Men comics, right? Yeah. I'm talking about the X Men comic world. You could just gallery. say Wolverine's rogues gallery too. Wolverine you know, favorite too. <laughs> That's basically even, everybody. Wolverine even has has the heroes. Exactly. That's what I was about to say. Was, that's <laughs> basically Wolverine everybody versus Hulk, man. Yeah, that's where and that's where he first appeared. Like, was it Incredible Hulk one eighty seven? I think one eighty six like cameo and one eighty seven was his first full appearance. That's Wolverine was introduced by Incredible Hulk. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, mine. It wouldn't necessarily be a movie or series, but probably a fantasy book. Um, so I used to read a lot of the Forgotten Realms or D and D books. Mm-hmm. Uh, Driz series. Oh yeah, Driz and his. Oh yeah. So his uh, his arch enemy was um, a I'll say hitman, but like a, a mercenary. His name is Entreri, but it's like an entire series. It's probably like fifteen or sixteen books where 
they just battle head to head one on one and like their skills are equally matched. They never get the best of each other, but there's enough story there where they can fight for like decades. Nice. Um, and then there are a couple, you know, parts of the story where they, they have to be friends and work together and, and journey together. But it's like, there's always this just hatred for maturity's part. It's kind of like, what, uh, kind of like a Dragon Ball Z where Goku is always better than Vegeta, but Vegeta's always like trying to be right next to him. Right. Yeah. Uh, like and it, Godzilla's rogues gallery, you know, there's, there's, there's so many good, <laughs> the Star Wars rogues gallery, you know, mm-hmm. there's so many good, Lord of the Rings rogues gallery. I mean, that's not very deep. <laughs> what? No. <laughs> not very many villains. When you there. when you go into the Cimmerillion, then you're like, <laughs> yeah. well, we're not when I get we're not getting that journey tonight. <laughs> Um, so other villains, other Avengers villains, and Angarans of Galaxy villains, and I think Phoenix Saga villains, the scrolls, right? The Easter egg that showed that unveiled the scrolls. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, but Mary, I didn't mean to. If you had a, a rogues guy, I didn't mean to. Um, yeah, we always leave Mary out. Yeah, this is terrible. <laughs> International Day of the Woman passed us yeah. right by. <laughs> I, I, I don't. <laughs> I don't have one of those. Okay, well, Mary... it's the thought that counts. <laughs> I didn't think about having one either. So. No, it's the it's the thought that we thought of you to include yeah. you that counts. <laughs> I think she said uh, Jesus's rogues gallery is the yeah. best. I think that's Jesus, the nice. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> Caiaphas, um, Judas, Aaron. Um, Iscariot, uh, Satan, uh, <laughs> dragons. I saw something recently that apparently Pontius Pilate is a saint in the Orthodox Church. I believe it. I mean, no. Yeah. I didn't verify it, but huh. it was written by someone who's part of an Orthodox rite. Like commented this on Facebook. I'm like, like that he had a conversion later or something. Is like a tradition. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, I could see he, that happening. He washed his right. hands. He was not guilty of his murder. That's right. That, that's probably gets such a bad rep, you know. Like he was like, "I'm not making this decision." Well, right? but that's that all you got. Yeah. He should really be praised for that. No, no, but that in itself <laughs> is sinful to say. Like, okay, fine. The violent mob wants to kill this person. Not my circus. Not my monkeys. Like, no, it is. It's literally your circus. Mr. Mary Catherine or Catherine Emmerich, the one that had all the visions. So Anne Catherine Emmerich. Yeah, something like that. It's Emmerich. I think I got that part mm-hmm. right. But wasn't she the one, you know, that they based a lot of the scenes in The Passion on, mm-hmm. like Mary wiping up the blood uh, from the scourging at the pillar? But that Pilate's wife uh, tried to convince him mm-hmm. of the truth of Jesus's identity. And if he's got an amazing wife like that, then I could see why he would convert, you know, later on in life. So, scrolls. <laughs> scrolls. Speak, speaking of scrolls, Kobe, are you trying to uh, get stuff out of my wife? <laughs> I am. I am. <laughs> I can play that? guitar. <laughs> I haven't played forever, but you do have one behind you. It's a twelve string. It doesn't that. work because the the neck on it's uh, like that. Wonky. <laughs> yeah, it's 
been sitting in a closet for a while so it's Ooh. i gotta get it repaired before i can fix it but it's really nice when it actually is tuned <laughs> but oh we should also mention uh because steven actually answered our question what his oh, favorite rogues gallery is um he uh he mirrored me by saying batman and spider-man yeah they're hard to beat just by the <laughs> sheer number of comics that have been written mm-hmm. and i mean superman's hard his rogues gallery is good but it's just like he never really can equal the power of superman so the it it makes the villains not as uh, the parody doesn't right. work. But. You yeah. can if you're Kevin Spacey. <laughs> yeah, and lacking hair. Speaking of Superman and inside, like I'd like to do, uh, has anybody has anybody seen the Flashpoint Paradox animated Flash film? I did. I saw that where he's yeah. like running until he's old or whatever. Yeah, no, he runs. He runs back in time and saves his mom from being killed. And then, oh, no, and it ch- completely changes the future. Where instead of, um, instead of Bruce becoming Batman, it's his father that becomes Batman. Yeah, I um, and I his saw and his mom becomes the Joker instead. Um, and it, it's a really cool animated series. It's great if you get a chance to check it out. Yeah, um, but was... one of my favorite one of my favorite Superman things though is right in the beginning. Um, the Flash is fighting a bunch of his rogues gallery. So he's got he's got the freeze the freeze guy, the top guy, uh, and a couple other guys. And um, uh, who's the 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 opposite of Flash? What's his Reverse Flash? Yeah, Reverse Flash. He shows up and he like plants bombs on everybody, and they can't remove the bombs from their person. Like he plants bombs on all the all the bad guys and the Flash and he can't remove or they can't remove it otherwise they'll explode so the justice league shows up and each of them take one of the bad guys away to like um try to defuse the bombs okay, I'm a 15 second delay. so like the green lantern takes batman into space with one of the bad guys and he's using tools to fix it aquaman throws somebody in the lake and uses like microbes to no. to eat the bomb superman <laughs> superman takes his bad guy somewhere and just puts his hands around the bomb on his belt <laughs> and just says, oh, this is the worst part. And he waits for it to explode in his hand. <laughs> Thanks, Superman. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> Superman is such a trump card. That's why I don't like him. Yeah. Yeah. It's too he's, easy. He's, he's too easy. Yeah. Oh, well, wait. Did we forget to intro the season of. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I oh, guess we, well, I thought we were gonna do that like right before we closed. Well, that'd be a good uh, outro. Well, yeah, I think we're um, unless y'all want to say more about Monica Rambo, her new powers. I'm so and excited the about Monica nice. Rambo and the scrolls. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so that, that'll be cool to see for for Captain Marvel two. I assume she's gonna be in there or her movie or whatnot. Because her mom uh, was in uh, yeah Captain Marvel right. one. Well, and yeah, because I almost feel like they kind of. I, I think she was one of the other characters that dropped a ball. On the finale, but now that I know the background between, or the background of Senior Scratch, it makes sense that you know yeah. they weren't utilized as much as they were. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I, I I would like to see more of of her. What what her her superhero name is like Phase or something? I don't she know. She has several different superhero names. I thought Phase yeah. that one um, in Ant Man and the Wasp. What so, was her name? I don't like, remember. Phase three. Oh, there's Kitty Pride that can go through buildings that no, was played by 
Ellen now Elliot Page. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, so Monica Rambeau uh, has gone by several different names, uh, including Captain Marvel. Oh. oh. Okay. Nice. But thank you, Stephen. Yeah, Photon. Stephen said Photon. Is, was that in response photon, to Photon, yeah. Uh, she's going by Captain Marvel, Marvel, Photon, Pulsar, Daystar, Scepter. Oh, Lady Pulsar, Lady. yeah. Isn't Monica it, Marvel, Sun Goddess, and Spectrum. Doesn't <laughs> Pulsar come into the Guardians of the Galaxy? What's What's sad is that they they continue like basically the reason she had to change from Captain Marvel is because somebody else started calling themselves Captain Marvel, and then she had to change her name from like Photon because somebody else started calling themselves God, Photon. What? It was the same person that started calling themselves Captain Marvel. So it was like somebody was just jerk. coming, <laughs> right? I was hey, like, right. Hey, right. "You're honing in on my, my, uh, on my copyright, man. Come on." Yeah, you threw us in the groove. <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm really excited. I think she's going to, uh, obviously, she's going to see Nick Fury, right? Um, and I think what's going to end up happening, and I, fingers crossed, I hope she ends up in the next Black Panther movie, um, because Monica Rambeau and uh voodoo uh brother voodoo and black panther used to be on a, a superhero team hmm. as well uh, and i think storm made some appearances on that superhero team as well so i don't remember um but i'm excited because brother voodoo is supposed to be coming in in the uh multiverse of madness movie as well oh yeah that makes sense He's involved with uh, John Constantine. No, no, that's never mind. That's DC. People are saying that the uh, the person that's going to play him is David Diggs. I know Tay Diggs. David Diggs is um, Jefferson in Hamilton. Thomas Jefferson. Thomas oh. and Jefferson in Hamilton. Like he's got a lot of stats. Yeah. The, the Ultimates. The hmm. Ultimates. Yes. Yeah, that's it. Uh, so. And then another one of the uh, another theor- uh, fan theory thing, John Krasinski playing Reed Richards. Oh, yeah, dude, that, that would be, be awesome. awesome. I want that. And Pam Beasley as Sue. No, they that were talking about be- actually um, his his actual wife. Oh, oh yeah, that worked out pretty oh, yeah, well. Yeah. And and Emily Blunt. Yeah, yeah. So I, I can't remember her name right now. Emily Blunt. Emily Blunt. That's it. Uh, talking about her playing Sue. I was like, that's, wow. yeah, that would awesome. be sweet. Yeah. Could, yeah. And then having Jimmy there, Jimmy Woo. <laughs> <laughs> They're both places. to appear uh, everywhere from now on. Like, like magic. Can't, you can't have Jim in two places. I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's his superpower. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, uh, so uh, we've been, any, any last thoughts? Because we've been doing this exciting side project Catholic Gaming, the D&D podcast. Any, well, any so, so before we sad? jump into that, right? Yeah, has the, has Catholic nerds become the side project? <laughs> um, the scrolls, right? I'm I really wanted to get to the point of the scrolls invasion. Uh, have y'all read the invasion series in Marvel? It's so good. Okay, so uh, the the scrolls have basically invaded for years and taken over like different superheroes, and uh, oh. and at some point they basically just 
turn, right? And they're like, they're using their superpowers to take over the world kind of thing. And there's, there's some superheroes that are, are scrolls and superheroes that are not scrolls. So it's pretty exciting. Well, and the scrolls are supposed to be in the Dark Phoenix saga too, right? And they just decided to make some other shape-shifting aliens that, like they're screwing up X-Men. <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing, X-Men crossed over yeah. into everything. Like I said, like yeah. it had every villain, like Doom has ended up in X-Men. Yeah. Like, like all the major villains have played a part in some of the X-Men comics. So you can, like, they've they've been there. They've been all over the place. And the fact is, is that a lot of the X-Men have also been in a lot of the other team-ups, right? It's like trying to take the Mind Stone away from Vision. Right, the Mind Stone is Vision. (laughs) X-Men is Marvel. Like the second line in the first episode of WandaVision is Wanda saying, My husband and his indestructible head. <laughs> my wife and our flying sauces. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> she says, My husband and his indestructible head were like, What? Thanos destroyed it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So kind of a like. Ouchie. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> trying to make it so. Yeah. Make it so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, well, All this right. is awkward. Yeah. All right, we done with scrolls. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I'm just really excited. I, I love yeah, that. Yeah. That no, yeah, totally. Yeah, and after this preview, I'll come back with the outro at the end. Okay, cool. Well, why okay. don't I jump into it then? So, ex- super excited for our sister channel, uh, Catholic Nerds Gaming. Um, uh, the podcast we on this this coming Monday, we are doing a watch party for the season finale of season one. Um, it's going to be an amazing episode uh, i spent like a month editing it so i'm hoping people will come in to listen um it will now, now after the watch party on monday uh, which will have the details in the video and then we'll post the video on the on the facebook page and all that as well so you have all the details um the actual podcast will post at like one in the morning tuesday so it'll definitely be available right after that but we're gonna watch we're gonna listen to the whole podcast uh it's just audio it's us playing D D, um and the amazing story that i've came up i've come up with not to toot my own horn toot and, that horn <laughs> um and we we have we have so many episodes recorded right now but I, we've only produced or i've only produced like 10 or 12 so far um but we have we have an awesome story and these guys are awesome players for D D. And it's well, it's amazing, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's amazing re-listening to these older episodes, for the sake of how much we've grown a- as a group. Um, these these guys are awesome players because they come up with so much stuff that I I didn't even think about. And like it's it, yeah, like bo- <laughs> like boats, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like oh hey, here's here yeah Colby for the two episodes <laughs> he's in, he's like. Yeah, I'm like the king of like um, the dwarves and stuff. And, uh, <laughs> uh, how are we gonna How are we gonna get to the diocese? Oh yeah, I got a boat. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then I spend a week building a boat <laughs> for the for the game, and then you don't show up anymore. <laughs> hey, but that was fine because I had already planned on them walking anyway. So I'm like, okay, now I don't have to scrap that. <laughs> this is why I didn't show up. Congratulations. 
and a very a very good reason which means afterwards now that i already have it i should not have an excuse that i don't show up anymore but right. but now we have too many players right. so you can't. i think you're about to have something more time consuming than your degree possibly. yeah you're gonna have a baby and I'm trying to get I'm trying to get as much in as I can too because we're having a baby as well. So babies love podcasts. So many babies. Yep. We should. Have, <laughs> oh my gosh, we should do a Catholic nerds babies edition and just have the baby <laughs> talk the whole time. Yep. That's pretty much yeah, <laughs> pretty much what we do anyway, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like Therese is like one of the background stars of the whole podcast. Yeah, yeah. We're <laughs> so. we're all babies. Yeah, which it reminds me too. In this episode, um, Cody gets puked on. So, <laughs> and not so that'll be amazing. Episode, but I'm, like, I'm not life. only not only I am excited IRL. to share with all our listeners the podcast to to check out the 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 game and the story and everything, but also for these guys to listen to it too because I've added a bunch of stuff and re re edited some of the some of my lines as well. Um, to make more sense and to make it more entertaining. It's like when George so, Lucas re-released the remastered versions of Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Except better. So, why don't we, Cody, if you're ready, why don't we queue up the promo and let's run it. Alright, let's do it. Catholic Nerds Gaming would like to invite you to join us on March 15th for the premiere of the season finale of The Legend of the Radiant Lady. Madam Bodewell, Lemon, you just put a knife to her stomach. Have you heard of Medusa's Kiss? She had explained what that was just in the sense that, like, it'll turn me to stone. This is not the first time a man has put a knife to me and threatened to kill me. If you don't give me the answer to that poison, it will be the last time. Yeah, she's not, she's not very intimidating. You aren't the only one, by the way, who was visited by one of my customers today. See you around! <laughs> Are you familiar with anything that was caused an effect known as the Medusa's Kiss? Medusa's Kiss? Oh, that's, that's some high-end stuff. We think King's Coil is an effective agent. I'm not sure if we have any of that. Could we possibly find some more? You'd be very hard-pressed to do so. You get to around the area where you think it is. Okay, I think we need to start looking. You feel like it should be around here, but you're just having a hard time. uh, In my desperation, praying for our final hope, Our Lady, to guide my elf eyes that never miss a thing. It's a squirrel. Squirrels don't have a whole lot of intelligence. Fluffy, he dives down and just instantly... Wraps up this thing. Hey, friend. <laughs> the squirrel is doing nothing but screaming. <laughs> Welcome, one and all, to the annual Harvest Festival Iron Constitution Drinking Competition. The Blasted Dragon hasn't had bragging rights for like a couple of years. So, again, this is big. Not to put a lot of pressure on you. Yeah. pressure. That is Brewgut's flagon. Oh, yeah, I heard of that. They take a swig and they're like, oh, hey, that's pretty good. Is the mayor supposed to come in later? Yeah, he's, he's back there somewhere. Oh, what's he doing? Yeah, you walk in there and the mayor is sitting there like itching all over. Oh, man. Uh, he's starting to look really bad. His skin almost looks like gravelly at, at some point. <laughs> uh, uh, if truly this is my last night here, what if we give the people... Remember, join 
us on the Catholic Nerds Facebook page this Monday, March 15th at 8.30 Central, 9.30 Eastern for the premiere of the Season 1 finale of The Legend of the Radiant Lady. Hang out with us and chat as we listen live to the podcast, laugh along with us at our shenanigans, and chat with all the players about the show. Of course, don't forget to like and join the Catholic Nerds Facebook page for more great videos and discussions about everything nerdy from a Catholic perspective. Again, join us on the Catholic Nerds Facebook page this Monday, March 15th at 8.30 Central and 9.30 Eastern and become a Catholic nerd yourself. We hope to see you there and may God bless you in all your adventures. That production quality, it's almost like you've done this before or something. <laughs> I work at a radio station. So. Kudos, man. That sounds great. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, awesome. I can't more. believe I missed a drinking competition. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yep. If you, it, actually, if you were there, we might not have, because uh, I, I was planning on only having four people participate in it. So if you were there, you you might not have, or no, you might have, I think, because yeah, you were My dwarf, constitution but... is very low. So yeah, Cody might not have actually <laughs> not have participated in it. <laughs> so, and I'm, I'm glad you did because the, the way it turned out, it was, it was awesome. So, <laughs> but no spoilers. It, this, this episode was super fun. Um, and it's only just the like the first leg of their journey, um, and it and it was amazing climax. Everything worked out beautifully, and yeah, it's just really cool. So if you if you have a chance, join us on Monday, March fifteenth at eight thirty, uh, nine thirty. Monday, this coming yeah. Monday, yes. the Ides of March. Yep. Oh yeah. That's right. <laughs> so join us there so we can uh, all enjoy it again um reliving uh well for us reliving that and for everyone else to enjoy the uh the continuation of the story for the first time yeah (laughs) all right all right i hope you all enjoyed our show on wandavision um stay tuned till we look at dr strange 2 we'll have to do this again when we next see wandavision dr strange Uh, loki winter soldier yeah, what's the next one to drop? Something's coming soon. I think I think Winter Falcon, Soldier and Winter Falcon. Soldier yeah, Soldier. that's right. All right yeah. cool. like Maybe we'll do a, a live a watch party or something with it. Yeah, that'd be sweet. That's amazing. <laughs> so now I can go back and watch it with new vision across the whole yeah. show, and already have the insights you, that you already talked you, about. You you just ruined Scott's outro. <laughs> 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 that was his outro. <laughs> oh, I'll go to uh, the other vision for my outro. What's one thing I, one thing I learned in, in grad school for business is work smarter, not harder. Yeah, that's what I learned from DuckTales. Scrooge McDuck told me that. He does. <laughs> Wait, before we, before we go out, did we mention that um, I read that each episode follows like one of the stages of grief? Oh, that's cool. With that? But, like, what are they? Like denial. So in the first episode, it's all like, oh, my husband and his indestructible head, you know, denial. Ooh, right. and there's like bargaining or no anger when she like blasts Monica Rambo out of the house. Uh, and um, and then bargaining when she's like, just leave me alone and I'll leave you alone. Yeah, it's um, like every two episodes. It's every two episodes. And then in the last episode, we've said goodbye so many times. It makes sense. We'll say hello again, which is like a very like, you know, like... Mm, catholic idea of like you know the people we lose we'll see again yeah and that they're with us at the eucharistic banquet as well Mm -hmm. yeah the communion of saints yeah all righty thank you for nerding out with us the catholic nerds this is scott smith colby allen 
Mary Reed. And Cody Reed. And, and special guest. Eric Dumont. Please do subscribe to this podcast and share it with all your friends, Catholic or not, normal vision or white vision. And remember, this show was filmed with live studio audio. <laughs> well, I mean, yes, Therese has been here. <laughs> what are you talking about? Steve, Steven's been here. Renee's been here. Who else has been here? All right. Bye.